So it was the first day in probably a month I've had maybe 15, 20 minutes to myself. Uh, so I took my, took my time. I had about three hours. I knew I wanted to create this little, uh, like micro pond in the front of my house. Um, no plan to stock with any animals, maybe a few mosquito fish just to keep the mosquitoes away from it. Uh, but something nice to look at as I walk up to my door, uh, and it's very beginning stages, but I'm, I'm pretty happy. I spent the day doing that instead of just running around, running errands all day. You need some mosquito yeah. fish, my friend. I mean, I just ordered them on Amazon, so but oh, thank you. Come on, you probably got the same ones I got. I got mine on Amazon know. like three years ago. <laughs> They're still alive. Yeah, they survived the winter. Yeah, Are they nice. actually called mosquito fish? Yeah, Gambusia, Gambusia. Yeah, they're just like big, big. They're less colorful, bigger guppies. They're the female. Like I love guppies, so like a big female guppy that's like all pregnant and swimming around like makes me really yeah. happy. And mm -hmm. these these mosquito fish are massive. They're like guppies on steroids, and they swim around. Really? Oh my! They're so they're they're just big beefy uh, guppies with obviously right. not as not as nice color. Uh, even like regular feeder guppies are way more colorful, but they're they're just awesome. They're big live bearers. They're they're the coolest. I, I saw some when I was uh, I was snorkeling in Florida when the manatees were trying to adopt me as one of their own. When I was doing I some, that, yeah. some turtle work with NAFTURG, North American Freshwater Turtle Research Group, and uh, there were there were gambusia all over the place. They're they're the coolest. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, I love live bearers. You know, because like the turtles eat them or you know some of them die off or whatever it's like they, they always bounce back yeah i never really did them because i always kept the terrapins in brackish water and uh i didn't really know many brackish fish that i can get that were like cheap fish you know i didn't mm -hmm. want to put like yeah five yeah. six dollar fish and they're just gonna get eaten by them yeah yeah so. yeah so, you know you'd you'd yeah. think matt turtles would eat more fish than they do for example but like they're not really big fisher turtles like and so i wouldn't be surprised in some ways if terrapins might be the same if there's other stuff yeah. like it's not like even in the wild right it's not their first dietary item so yeah. unless they get super hungry like the mat and the mat turtles they're not good at catching them compared to the painted turtles <laughs> at all like my two painted turtles could pick off fish you know and, and obliterate like a, a a population overnight the mat turtles they're they're terrible mm. at, at fishing terrible well i think i would say as a general as a general note like a lot of a lot of turtles struggle to catch healthy fish you know unless you're talking yeah. like matamatas or alligator snappers right. that are great at yeah. camouflaging themselves like they don't yeah they don't do well catching fish but but they yeah. if, if they do all of a sudden get all the fish then you know maybe something was wrong with the water quality to cause the fish to get uh no. lethargic the, like a canary in a coal mine sort of thing yeah. Oh, yeah, the the painted turtles have a strategy to it. The uh, the one of them especially, he likes. Uh, she at, when it's dark out, she will pin them up against the side of the tank, and force them to have to jump up to escape her. Oh. Hmm. And I hear her. I hear her go against the tank when I'm in there sometimes at night. Like oh, you hear yeah. her beak hitting the side of the tank as she's trapping a fish. That's I have cool. a I have a That's weird a cool question. Strategy. Uh. This is, I just popped in my head and never considered it before. Do you think, like, so for instance, map turtles not being as good at eating or catching fish as uh, pain turtles could have it something to do with, like, map turtles being a more of a riverine species versus, like, a, a pond species? Like, they have to deal could, with, like, the ebbs and flows of the river? 
It could be like I, I think like they're built a little bit different, right? The map turtles are way better climbers than mm. the painted turtles are, and like I figure it's probably a little more challenging to climb things at the edges of the rivers and get up to bask and stuff mm. possibly than it might be, you know, in a pond. But yeah, I figure there's got to there's got to be some difference there in just the way that they move and the way they're built because of very different ecosystems, right? Like you said, riverine versus, you know, very still stagnant type pond. <clears throat> yeah. But. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Mark. What's up? What's up, fellas? I really do love the system now that shows everybody's comments on the side there, as I opposed know. to having to switch between six different tabs on my computer. Yeah, it makes I love it way that. better. Isn't it great? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Come a long way since recording on the side of the highway. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mark, your fly river turtle hunts your fish. Uh, we can't get ours to eat anything except for his algae pellets. Uh, he cannot be bothered. Sometimes he mm. likes strawberries, but only if they're super ripe and ripe, and only if we cut them to just the right size. And then, even still, he's just like, "Nah, I'm not interested in those today. No, thank you." <laughs> you feed him too well. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, have I you considered so. just like playing tough with them and just not feed for like a week and see? Uh, but he gets so dramatic if we don't. He just, if people walk by his tank, he loves attention. He'll follow everybody and then come up to the top and just look at the absence of food at the top of the, the water. Yeah, I feel so bad. <laughs> Me too, turtle. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll this thing in, man. Let's go. Let's yeah. this happen. Welcome to the podcast, the destination for insightful discussions and interviews on the appreciation, conservation, and husbandry of reptiles with a focus on turtles and tortoises. Now, let's join our team of turtle nerds. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. We missed you last week, but welcome. Uh, I am Anthony, and this is Emily. Oh, wait. I messed up already. <laughs> Love that. Sounds How's everybody doing beautiful. tonight? Ooh. Could you hear that? I'm so sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to hear that. So yours eats everything, figs, watermelon. Oh, wow. Mark, I ha have that. your fly river talk to our fly river. Okay, please. We need help. <laughs> Do some cohabitation for a bit so they can learn. Yeah, I know. All right. Yeah. So, so I this have a, week, I, oh, go ahead. No, I, sorry, I apologize. I was just gonna add to my question earlier, um, a second part to it. Mm -hmm. You had mentioned how Matamatas are good at, you know, fishing, Anthony, and uh, it's because they kind of use uh, like this, almost like a vacuum. They suck in so hard, open their mouth, it creates like a vacuum in, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's not, they don't have a hard bite. They just have yeah. a fast, a fast vacuum bite. Yeah, you, have you that's... seen it happen before? Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, I need to, to to spend any time with one is to see one. I mean, it's just how they eat. They just they don't they don't take it easy. Like flavos are one where like if you give them live food, they go nuts and they snap at it. But then 
you know, other foods are very soft and slow about it, depending on how well fed they are and how desperate they are for a meal. Matamatas are very, you know, generally very fast strikers. They do it so fast that um, whenever I have a new volunteer or an intern come, I always have them feed the matas and I don't give them a heads up of how, um, just how quick it is. So I, I just tell them, put the fish on the tongs and slowly hand it to them. And then my favorite thing in the world is watching people jump because it's so fast. It is probably a little sick that I enjoy that so much, but uh, it's pretty cool to watch them eat. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. I think I I've only seen them. It's my fault. I keep getting pinged from work. Uh, time to mute that phone. <laughs> I can mute the phone, but I can't. I don't know how to mute the computer without shutting my stuff off right now. Let is Zoom point. on the? It's like Zoom on or something, and that's where it's making the noises. Teams, Microsoft Teams. Oh, Teams! I bet that's. I bet that's where all of them are coming from. Now that now that you mention it, that makes I can't sense. shut it off. I X out of it, and then it just bing pops right back up. Oh, that's because it doesn't actually. So uh, we'll have to show you how to turn that off then. Um, <laughs> I'm embarrassed. There is a way to do it, but that's okay. Uh, we don't that's need to worry about that tonight. We'll just we'll just listen to Anthony's notifications in the background. It'll be like we're just <laughs> hanging out at the pub or something, right? Um, <laughs> oh, just do me a favor and make fun of me every time it happens. That 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 would be the the preference. Excellent. We, we can do, do that. that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, Tom. Tom's in the building. What up? Okay. It's working now. Great. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. There they are. Guys, I just want to say out loud, I really like how this uh, podcast is working now te technology-wise. It looks really great. Technologically? Yeah. Technologically, yeah. 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 It's a special feeling. But uh, even even when we're getting closer now, I'm, I'm having connectivity issues and my Teams is, is pinging me every five seconds. So <laughs> I refuse to have a an episode go through smoothly. So apparently <laughs> that's our specialty. <laughs> yep. It's it's our trademark, our hallmark. It's on on that on which we hang our hat, yes. If if turtle things went smoothly, uh, our lives would be too easy. That's a good point. Right? And that's a good segue into one of the things you wanted to talk about, Emily, which is which is keeper burnout. Oh, keeper burnout, yeah. Tell me, so, tell me your uh, thoughts on that. Let's have a conversation. Okay, well, I actually had one of our uh, part-time keepers come into my office today and um, she sat down she was actually working for me off the clock which was wonderful she was helping me out and uh, then she mentioned something about burnout and i was just like that's something that's real in just any animal care position whether it's something that you do for a job or something that you do on the side and i know that that's something that i personally have suffered from and i know that a lot of people that i work with have suffered from it it's really popular i just think in the animal field in general so i was just wondering if that's something that you guys experience as well i'm sure you must but um and just what are ways that you guys deal with it it's a good question. Yeah. So Kevin, we, yeah, I'm leaving it for you, Kev. Do it. Yeah, sure. So um, I don't have nearly the amount of animals as Steve or Anthony or that you, you have to take care of Emily um, mm -hmm. at work, you know, or and at home, I'm sure, as well. Uh, so mine is not nearly as bad, but the way that I handle it is um, I wake up, I try to wake up around five o'clock every day. My kids usually um, don't wake up till about seven. So that gives me about two hours for like time, literally just for me to be a human without being a dad as well. 
um, which is very beneficial just for keeping myself sane, you know, and then it gives me time to like have really dedicated time with the animals that I can pay attention to it, what I'm doing instead of making sure my daughters aren't running into the road while I'm trying to, you know, change something around in their enclosure. Uh, so that gives me my sanity. Um, I'm tired a lot because of it, but I think the trade-off, it's worth it personally. Mm -hmm. Does your alarm go off at five or do you just naturally wake up at five? Uh, it goes off at five, um, but every once in a while I'll snooze it once not and not even know I snoozed it. <laughs> yeah. So like 5.09, I wake up, you know? Um, that was going to be my follow-up question was how many times do you hit snooze? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty good about that. One time it goes off and I'm good. Uh, the other aspect is that both my daughters just come back into our room in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So they wake us up regularly anyway. So some days I'm waking up at four because I'm getting kicked in the neck. Uh, so the kids are a lot harder than the animals. <laughs> so it's more it's more parent burnout than keeper burnout for me. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine that must be hard. Hmm. I, I have I have parent burnout from just last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you definitely got thrown in the deep end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. It was it was crazy crazy week, but yeah. Um, uh, you know, I've. Over the last couple of years, I've <clears throat> I've definitely hit burnout in various different things. Um, like you know, and I think COVID kind of was a big trigger for some of it, just because it, it completely changed what school was like. Um, you know, that was it was pretty you know stressful during you know some through these last several years with all the various different transitions and changes, and then that first summer or that first year with COVID, you know, everything shut down. And then like, I had all this, all this extra time and I like grinded really hard on like turtle room things. And like, I, I, I think I actually went too hard at that, that like, I felt the burnout coming, but not necessarily I didn't necessarily feel, feel burnt out about turtle room things necessarily. But then when we started that next school year, I felt burnout quicker because I didn't have, didn't take as much of the like fun time type of things, you know, during that summer. And I, I think that I just got kind of all out of whack with COVID and there are times I still don't feel like I've quite, you know, gotten back to what I remember feeling as normal, even, even through all that. But I think there's just been so much change over the last several years that um, <clears throat> and, and the inability to, to like get together, hang out. Like I know that when Anthony and Kevin were able to come down for wood turtle stuff and we got to see each other for the first time in a while, like that helped give me that extra burst of energy, you know, yeah. is getting that. Um, I mean, yeah, we do this because we love turtles, but we've also built a team who we love and like being able to actually like spend time with them and build those relationships and, and things like that, I think is really valuable to helping deal with the burnout from the work part, like the more worky part of it, whether yeah. that's the, the care routine or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely spending time for yourself and, and making sure that you're doing stuff. Uh, to just break up, not the monotony, but yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of us, you know, started 
uh, caring for animals as a hobby, right? But mm-hmm. for each and every one of us here, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners, um, it's gone beyond that. You know, it's a it's a passion. It's a <clears throat> it's a calling, and so. It isn't the hobby that we do to de-stress anymore. And so something else kind of needs to, you know, fill that gap a little bit mm-hmm. because it's, it's not really our hobby anymore. It's, it's bigger than that. Yeah. Well, it's part of your that? life. So someone yeah. says that you just need more beer after turtle time. <laughs> Makes, sense. Makes sense. It's true. Yeah, I always like to say that we, you know, we got into this because we love the animals. And then I personally, I'm the only person like I go to a reptile show for the people, there's going to be somebody who I'm able to see and talk to. And that reinvigorates me. Now I'm an I'm an extrovert. So when I, every, you know, introverts, when they have a conversation, they, they start the day with like five coins. And every time they have a conversation, they spend a coin. Whereas I gain a coin every time I have a, a conversation. But but I think it's even twofold when there's things like, you know, conferences like the TTPG conference. Ooh, that time it was Steve, like the TTPG <laughs> conference. Or yesterday I was with Charlie Moorcroft and my friend Mark, who are both in the chat right now, Mark De Silva. And it was just an incredible day. And we didn't even talk turtles most of the time. We just had an amazing day. Uh, you know, recently, you know, going to Steve's, I went to Chris Leone's for the first time a couple weekends ago uh, since, oh gosh, it was the first time since like 2018 that I was able to get down there. Yeah, since COVID. Yeah. So, so little things like that um, are huge. They're everything. And I think the, you know, where, where we, we take on a lot and social media is great because it connects all of us. And a lot of us wouldn't even know each other if it wasn't for social media, but it doesn't have the same, you know, binding uh, collaborative feel it doesn't have any of it really that that actually you know having a sense of community and getting together with people can have and and i think that's what helps you get through because then you start to see okay i'm part of something bigger than myself these animals are more important than me and my quest to breed them so i'm going to be more likely to you know loan put animals out and breeding loan with somebody who might be a better situation or or give gift animals to somebody who i care about because it's bigger than just me you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I know that that sometimes can be hard, especially, so I think you're, I'll take a step back. I think your answer is kind of similar to Steve's and that it's really important to make sure you're spending time for yourself. And I guess it's the same for you, Kevin, as well. I know that mm-hmm. for me, and maybe this might follow along with you guys as well, a lot of my personal hobbies are also animal related things. So um, in my free time, I want to go to uh, a lecture about jumping worms, for example, or learning about beech tree leaf disease. And uh, that's still work related stuff, but it's stuff that I love in my personal time as well. So I think sometimes that uh, there is just a little bit of overlap there. And I'm sure it is for our listeners as well. But yeah, it's always definitely an important conversation to have. Uh, so that's why I'm glad we brought it up because I think that it's something that everyone suffers from, but not a lot of people talk about. So thanks guys. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Awesome. My pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to talk with everybody. It's Kevin's pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> Good job, yeah. Kev. Yeah. You got it, buddy. Thanks. He was being nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm nice sometimes. You're always nice. Yeah, I'm supposed to be the nice guy in the show. Anthony's supposed to be the mean guy. I'm the nice guy. It's true. We have to fill our, <laughs> our roles. 
I just we thought it was funny because you know? she said thanks for bringing it up, and you said you're welcome. But I didn't. But did you I bring, bring it, up? it up? Yeah, no. right. Okay, that's what. You know, he's really nice, <laughs> but he he wasn't. He was taking credit. I didn't for say it to that. Too. I said it to the thanks for talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was responding to. I don't believe you. There just has to be a rivalry. Steve's the nerd. Steve is the nerd. You got that already, huh? Friend of yours, Steve? All just of somebody them. who gets it. Somebody who just gets it. We used to. I used to have a back at the very beginning when Steve first came on. It was like right around Halloween, and I was I had like hollow, a bowl of Halloween candy, and every time Steve yeah, said something the, nerdy, it was one of our first live. Yeah, it was one of our first like live shows. Maybe like the second or third one we were doing video live. It was yeah. Yeah. Every time he said something nerdy, I would eat a small piece of Halloween candy, and it was just you like, and John both. You and I John both. Keep saying were just it. Like, I couldn't keep being like nerd alert, nerd alert. But I, you know, you're just you're a nerd. We're all nerds, but you're you're a special kind of nerd. You know. Yeah, yeah exactly. I agree. You're saying nerd like it's a bad thing. I'm exactly. And I'm not. No, but we <laughs> can make fun of it. Loud and you know? proud. Yep. <laughs> Just saying. You know, being a, uh, being like a child of the 80s, like growing up with like Revenge of the Nerds, like nerds was like a bad thing growing up, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, right. But it's not until like you're an adult and I'm like, I wish I was more of a nerd my entire life. Nerds. I don't know. Have any of you watched the show Leverage? Um, yeah. It was like I think it was on from like I don't know, like twenty, maybe been twenty uh, two thousand eight to twenty twelve or something like that, um, somewhere in that range. Anyway, um, one of the main characters, one of his like catchphrases was "Age of the Geek, baby." Like, <laughs> like it, you know, we're we're kind of in that era, you know, people who are good with tech and all the like. It, it's kind of not necessarily the alpha males that that are running everything it's yeah you know it's more about the the intelligence and the strength so to speak for you know a lot of success and it's more recognized as that i think as opposed to just being nerdy but mm -hmm. anyway age of the geek baby <laughs> age of the geek baby i've been saying it for years that's awesome. Yeah, I think I think look, you can get burnt out with anything. I think people just need to keep in mind, like, and this is the double-edged sword for animal keeping is bringing something new in is can be really fun. It's a fun challenge, and you know, a lot of people really enjoy habitat design and and researching a new species that you never kept before. You know, if you're somebody who's responsible, like like most everyone is, then you're you're most everyone who's tuning into something like this is, then you're researching first, all of that. But uh, what 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 brings that joy also then becomes a a continuous um, source of of work that you need to put in going forward. It's not like you just set them up and set it and forget it. That's not yeah. how it works for so many of the animals that we're interested in so um that's where it's a double-edged sword and something that you have to be really careful for uh with yeah yeah if i'm making any weird faces it's because the delay on my end just the visual is like a minute so i took a glass of oh. water or a sip of my glass of oh. water before and i'm just seeing it now and it is so fascinating and i'm just like wow Anyway, so, so that's weird. For, like you're you're myself. normal. You're normal for me. Yeah, and, yeah. Hey. Anthony was saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, look I, fine. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm in a shadow, so it looks like I still have my receding hairline, but with a bigger hairdo. <laughs> Isn't it great? Dude, when it? are you gonna start I shaving? 
I, d- I do. I just don't do it all the time. I'll get you my routine. It's like three minutes a day. This Listen, we are trying to attract a, a very demographic, okay? Nobody wants to see a couple middle-aged white guys talk about their head shaving routine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Other other guys who need to need to learn how to do that, but you know, bro, do you do you shave your chest? Who me? No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That I do joke. not. Okay. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Yeah. I was, t- I I was taking it too to. far. So I, no one cares. No one cares. Well, you asked. You know. No one wants to hear about your freshly shaved, hairless nipples. Okay. Look at this. What is the podcast about? That's because yeah. of you, Kev. That's you. I want you to know that's you. Turtles. Nick, Nick, I can tell you what the podcast is about. It's not about my chest hair. It's about turtles. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That was fun. Proceeds to not talk about turtles. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm the worst guest. I mean, I'm the worst host. Just get rid of me. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Charlie says too much, and he's right. He's yeah. right. Yep. <laughs> Moving next on. topic, Charlie. Tell, tell us the next topic. No, we had a um, we had a next topic. Yeah, your yeah. house. Yeah, we wanted to talk about my house. Yeah, but not not just my house, Nick, but but the turtles therein. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Does that sound okay? Nick might not even know that it's a turtle podcast. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, so I have turtles at my house, and a couple people came over to to christen the new uh the new turtle what are people calling it like the the turtle i can't remember i need a name for it the turtle greenhouse turtle terrace well it looks it 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 looks especially at night with the lights on it looks rather beautiful no there's there's another word like divine like um like a house of worship Mm. yeah holy Holy palace yeah it is kind of, <laughs> you know, here we go. This is good. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. I'm putting in the lair as in like, you know, where the turtles, the turtles lived their lair. I feel like my, I feel like my, my main turtle room is a lair. Cause it's like a mm. underground bunker. Yeah. 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 Splinters dojo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're working on it. Yeah. But we got to, we got to, you know, unveil that. Oh. here i'm still here i'm still here it's okay we got to unveil that to a few people and uh it was it was good yeah i was yeah. bummed I, I missed it but you know it was a crazy week so um i don't know if i've actually spoken about this on air so i'm gonna hit it real quick uh yeah. for those of you out there so my wife and i uh have spent uh, basically the last year working to get certified to be foster parents. And so we had our first placement last week. Now they were only here for a week and that's the way it was planned. It was something called respite care. But so like we went from, you know, never had kids to, we had a six and eight year old boy running around the house from Sunday afternoon through, through Saturday evening. So um, last week was really chaotic. Uh, So like zero to 100, um, you know, no parenting to lots of parenting. Um, no gradual buildup over years. <laughs> um, Even well with gradual buildup, it's hard. Yeah, well, but I'm, no, yeah. But I'm, oh, I'm, no but doubt. It doesn't matter. It's just it's a different no. experience. Mm-hmm. It's it was it was. It's yeah, really it was crazy. crazy it's really crazy when you think about it. 
And yes, oh, for kids, sure. my daughter just brought me a large blizzard because I deserve it. And you guys didn't watch you guys didn't watch me eat a whole large blizzard hey, over the next hour. As long as you're not <laughs> you're not eating a blizzard every time one of us says something, I think it'll be okay for your waistline. <laughs> it won't be okay for my waistline either way. Let me just tell you guys that every time I take a bite, it's either because Steve is a nerd or Kevin or because I wanted to say something mean to Kevin and decided to bite my bite my tongue or my frosty. That's good. As long as you're not eating into the microphone too, because that is like so creepy when people do that. I won't do it. Oh, okay, thank you. I was like, oh, please don't. Yeah. So I mean, I can't look. All I can say is our little get. And and Steve, I was going to mention it earlier because you kind of alluded to it earlier. So I'm happy that you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, but but for this for this um, shindig or whatever you want to call it at my place, um, Steve was supposed to come and then last minute got the opportunity to be a foster parent for the first first moment that day mm-hmm. and canceled last minute unfortunately obviously not your fault and I'm super happy that you did cancel and <clears throat> the reason why but um, it, I can't speak to how the get-together went as you guys can so I'd love to hear from an outsider's perspective give it to me straight total yeah. honest feedback were you were you mortified um, blown away, actually. Steve, have you been there before? Wow. I have not gotten to be so. I thought, like, for a moment that that this calendar year, Anthony and I were going to get to finally be at each other's new houses for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was because April was the first time Anthony uh, had actually been down to our new place since we moved here. Almost, well, it's almost six years ago now, uh, and and so I thought. Uh, he and Shannon moved what four years ago, and so I I, yeah. I thought oh exactly we'll four. finally get yeah <clears throat> I I was like we'll finally get to to go see their new place too and then so this although we have talked and you know Anthony's got to get into his new job but Lisa and I do have a week off later this month that if you know Anthony isn't too crazy at work we might try to slip up you know a day towards the end of that week but again that's going to be uh. Of course, we could end up with another foster kid before then, for all I know, too. So, um, you know, ultimately, I was really grateful we didn't go because, like, I thought we we had thought about, like, trying to do both, you know, go up, come down, pick. But, like, to have I, I can't imagine how much more insane it would have been to just try to pick them up and then put get them right to bed at, like, mm-hmm. you know, eight o'clock or eight thirty or whatever, and then try to get going the next morning, like. Yeah, it was it was a wild ride last week enough as it is. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was missing all of you, though, because I was really hoping to meet you in person, Emily and, yeah. um, <clears throat> and stuff. So I got a bunch of I got a bunch of cancellations last minute. <laughs> he said as like a badge, like it was a badge of honor. Uh, and yeah, um, it, I was feeling kind of bummed, like. It was a weird time. I let Shannon run it. So if you ever listen to Totally Devoted, which Shannon and I have to pick back up again, but if you ever listen, you know our relationship is kind of silly and and there's a lot of push and pull with the turtle stuff, like most people's relationships are who are obsessed with reptiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unless both people are obsessed with reptiles, and that's, that's crazy. That's not a life I could live. Um, I would be way too out of control if she wasn't here to keep me in check. 
but um, she didn't want me to invite a lot of people. And she also said she wanted to start at 10 a.m. so people wouldn't be here all late, you know, into the night or whatever. <laughs> so so, he's, so we, I didn't invite a lot. I invited like 20. And then a bunch of can people canceled, but they canceled last minute, so I couldn't invite more people because they didn't tell me they weren't uh -huh. coming. You know what I mean? So I, Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm sitting here, and it's like 11.30, and it was supposed to start at 10 and there's not a single person here. Everyone was late. Yes. Oh. Everyone. The funny part Everyone. is had we actually come, we would have shown up at like nine or nine 30. Yeah. You would have had me to yourself. my friend. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't doing a breakfast barbecue, you know, <laughs> I spilled ice cream on myself. I actually really tried to get out of here by like 10, 10 30, the latest. Um, but it just, it was like impossible with the kids like nonstop. You get one shoe on, the other one like takes theirs off. It's it's like comical. <laughs> it is. I was also fashionably late um, because I misread the text and I thought it said twelve, and I was like, "Perfect, I have to go pick up my car at 12 I'll just pop on yeah. over afterwards." And then I reread the text and I was like, "Oh, I am so very late." Yeah. <laughs> because who starts a cookout at ten a.m. That's what I was thinking too. I was right? like, why did he say 10? Steve would. I'm, I mean, we're old. Like, like we, mm -hmm. we're well, like. For, for something with people that far away, I would definitely start at 10. That way, people, like, people with longer drives could, like, show up and, and get, you know. show up and still get out. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but we, like, we're like that anyway. Like, we're like, we're going to lunch before the restaurant opens. We're going, you know, we're going to dinner at the end of the lunch rush, like 2 p.m., 3 p.m. Yeah, especially on a Sunday. Sunday dinner time for us is like twelve thirty p.m. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's crazy. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I do have to yeah, have like dinner early because I get heartburn. I have dinner too late, so <laughs> no heartburn talk. Okay, that's like that's like our chest hair talk. Okay, it's not oh, a, okay. it's not a sexy topic. Okay. All right, so that I will bring it back to Taylor. So Steve, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Well, I was just trying to rub it in because you're having ice cream this late in the evening and I could never. Um, but so Steve, since you weren't able to uh, attend and see it, it really was like a turtle palace inside mm -hmm. his greenhouse. It's amazing. And um, for our listeners, if you follow Anthony on social media, I think he posted a picture recently of it, right? Um, yeah, so a couple. I can't outside. stop. It's like if I post a picture of a cool turtle, it's like 50 likes. And if I post a picture of the greenhouse, it's like 300 likes. So let's get yeah. ready for a lot of eat greenhouse. It's like Chris with Otis. It's like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to ride this storm. Yeah. If you well, post Otis, everybody likes it. We're having envy. I think that's what it is. We see a photo of it and we all want that in our backyard too. Yeah. Um, so you had a lot of turtles. That's what I was expecting, but definitely more than I was expecting. Um, and they are all so amazing and so cute. And I love your setup too. I have so many just uh, keeper perspective questions about your lighting and everything and um, just all of that. So it was, it was oh my really gosh. awesome. Prove it. Yeah. Prove it. Prove it. Okay. Ask me questions. So, all right. Um, I want to ask about the the lighting that you had for the black breasted leaf turtles. Um, those those strip LEDs. Th that was so cool. Um, so first, do they need UV? Is that something that's necessary for them? Because I know that they tend to hang out more in leaf litter, if I'm not correct. Yeah. So um, I mean, the the assumption is that every species needs UVB, right? But mm -hmm. Then there's people who tell you that they don't. When I first got into them, the person who was breeding them really, really um, 
consistently who I happen to get mine from. And he talked me into it, by the way. Yeah. I didn't even want to work with leaf turtles, which is hilarious. Really? Because they've become like such a huge part of my life. Um, and uh, he said, if, and this, and I wrote this in my book, if uh, you, if the plants thrive, the turtles will thrive, which it has been something that I found as well. It's uh, yeah. pretty good because that means the conditions are really right for them. I'm, you know, they're living in places where they're not getting a lot of UVB. Some people will say that they're, you know, that you'll see them bask and things like that. But it's, I mean, it's tough to know what the reason is that the turtle went to get up on top of the log. Um, and then, uh, so I use, I do use UVB on Spangleride, but then yeah. I also don't depending on uh, like, there's some that get it and there's some that don't. Mm -hmm. Um, I have one Spangler Eye apartment complex that has UVB and one that generally doesn't. Mm -hmm. And then like the young ones don't have it either. They're just kept really wet yeah. um, and in like covered tubs in uh, water. So yeah. Um, I mean, Richard's saying that his love to bask. I mean, yeah, again, like do they love to bask or do they love to get out on top of things and survey their kingdom, which is what I think the, the, the yeah. phrase that yeah. Steve Fenders and I used to use back in the day when we were writing things about Spangler. I feel like that was from the first article, Steve, that we wrote in 2014 yeah, for the Badiger, right? Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, that's what they that's that's yeah what they like to do. So, I mean, you, you know, I don't know if your Spangler I have told you why they do it, Richard, if it's for the UVB or if it's for the surveying of the kingdom, but or something else, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, and so I don't know. Uh, I think... I've had some issues with uh, egg fertility lately, so you could point to that and be like, yeah, there you go. They need UVB. But like I said, about half of them have it in my collection and half of them don't. And mm -hmm. I'm not seeing any correlation to um, the hatching of eggs. Actually, I have a lot of fertile eggs. Like this year, I think my fertility rate on eggs is like 92%. Mm -hmm. Wow. I like math. Not as much wow. as Steve. But I like yeah, yeah but, but I don't expect to hatch most of those eggs because yeah. I've been, I've been struggling with hatching fertile eggs, uh, in recent years. Um, okay. yeah, you know, I, I, when I built my new Spangleri habitats, I have, I put in one, um, one type a fixture in each of them. And so I'm basically using one of the, you know, type a screw in mini compact 5.0 UVB bulbs. It provides a little bit of light, provides a little bit of UVB, but nothing too big on either, you know, for either one. Um, a couple of my adults, uh, including the male who's fathered all the offspring that I've produced personally here. Uh, he has no UVB access at all because of where his habitat is mm -hmm. like, the female who lays them does, you know. Yeah. So um, I actually, I had followed, or I, I still do, but this vet on uh, social media, and he does a lot just of research out into the field as well, just for his own personal collection, but also to make sure he's giving his clients some of the best information. And he did this study. Uh, I, I would say it's more like personal observation because I don't think he released any uh, literature on it, but he took a UVB solar meter, one of those, um, I'm sure you guys have them, and uh, he went out 
and he was measuring how much UVB is making its way down into the leaf litter and into the areas where some of the animals he personally keeps uh, would naturally be found. And he found that for a lot of them, there was pretty much no UV getting all the way down through the canopy under the leaf litter. And, um, and he was just like, I will still recommend it, but is it completely necessary? Correct. Uh, it depends. And there's probably also a lot of circumstances and it depends on uh, the individual, the diet that they're getting. And, and there's a lot of other factors to to keep in, in mind. So if you can provide it, yeah. then that's great. But if you can't, there's other ways to make up for that. So, yeah, I mean, that's the question I would ask, too. Right. Like so R mm -hmm. Richard was saying that he thinks that they need it. And that's great. And he said that that's his thoughts. And, and that's a totally valid opinion because yeah. so many reptiles, basically as a blanket statement, colonians in general, need UVB. They should they should get that. That's and all any research pretty much points to that. Uh, but I mean, okay, I, like, I just can't help but think like, okay, does a fly river turtle need UVB when they're spending mm -hmm. their entire life in water? Does a matamata turtle need UVB? Mm -hmm. Does an alligator snapping turtle need UVB who spends most of its life in water, but not all of it? Yeah. Um, and and my s simple answer is I don't know. And mm -hmm. I mean, look, I'm, I'm we're talking about building a greenhouse. Like that UVB is not penetrating the greenhouse. So <laughs> I am I am making a calculated move to move my turtles outside to you know where where they're getting you know a really high frequency sunbeam that's going to act like a nice Florida sun, but they're not going to get the UVB benefits. So, you know, did I do wrong by all of my turtles? I mean, some people would mm -hmm. say yes. Did, did you know, did does the TSA do wrong by their turtles that are in greenhouses? Did, does Dalton State College do wrong by their turtles that are in greenhouses? Um, you know, you could, uh, here you go. To see the UV that gets I haven't, I haven't yet. And I have a solar meter too. I just haven't done oh, okay. it. Yeah, no, I would just be so yeah. curious. But yeah, I mean, um, and sorry, Kevin, I didn't mean to cut you off. But just really quick. No. Um, I was under the understanding that for plants, it's not necessarily the UVB or just UV in general, that they're more um, uh, looking for just the visible spectrum in light. So uh, is that is that correct? Or incorrect? They are looking for UV? Head it sounds right to me. Okay. I thought it was UVB <laughs> versus UVA, which UVA is what you're describing in my small brain. I'm not a plant person. I do not have a green thumb. Yeah. <laughs> Mark DeSilva saved us. I've to a lot of podcasts on uh, reptile lighting and plant lighting. Yeah. So that's oh, there's some great ones out there. And and like the re oh, the yeah. Reptiles at Home podcast is uh -huh. so great. And they're, yeah. you know, they're, that's yeah. where they're, they're a lot different than we are in terms of their viewpoints. Yeah. On, on, well, not, their, not their viewpoints, but their, their approach. Like they're like, hey. Yeah. You've got you know two two gargoyle geckos, and you're going to give them the best life that they could ever have. And we're like, you know, hatch as many turtle eggs as you can because, yeah, you know, turtles are really rare, and hatching turtles is great. So, and, but we care about animal welfare, and that's what I said. I was a guest on the Animals at Home podcast, and I said exactly that. Like, I am all for you know the animal welfare side, and not from like a um, extremist standpoint. Like, I'm not talking about like. PETA animal welfare, but like the welfare of animals in captivity and their their quality of life and, and all of that, you know, the whole snake racks versus, you know, planted um, uh, biological, you know, vivaria uh, yeah. argument. Uh, but more important than that in our world is hatching turtle eggs. 
So mm-hmm. that's important, but hatching turtle eggs is, is more is paramount comparatively. Yeah. Because there's just not enough of them. As a blanket statement, again, there are exceptions to the rule, yep. just like, you know, Coretta Kelly's Fly River Turtles for UVB. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, ice cream you is about terrific. to say something? Yeah. You guys are missing out. Oh, <laughs> oh someone said, uh, I think it's the visible wavelength. Uh, they believe so. All right, good. That's Mark. Oh, yeah. thank Can you, I Mark. say something? Yep. Can I say something as an aside? I don't know if you guys noticed, but I have a couple of enclosures uh, in my basement that are growing plants now. Like I'm growing elephant ears in my basement. Yeah. Like, wow. Are you kidding me? Like I never. That's awesome. I everything I plant, I always kill because I have reptile lights <laughs> on. Even though I have an array of reptile lights, incandescent mm-hmm. bulbs, coil UVB bulbs, mercury vapor bulbs, uh, uh, LEDs, all, all different types of lighting, always. Uh, and I'll just try things, you know, like, oh, let me grab this pothos and I'll plant it with this Spangler eye and maybe they'll trample it. Maybe they won't. And sometimes I get lucky and the pothos survives for two years before it gets trampled. But they all end up facing a, a, a pretty known demise at some point. So it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. But um, Mark brought over some lights and I've got plants growing that I would have never peace lilies and um Umbrella plants, all sorts of things that I I only dreamed of growing in my basement that are like growing into little trees in my basement. It's it's so cool. it's awesome. And I, I I should also give a shout out to Mark as well. He came over and did a ton of the work to help me build the actual greenhouse too. So if anyone doesn't know Mark De Silva, he's taking the turtle world by storm. Great guy, and has been doing just a ton of amazing things for people no no none more than myself so there you go there's a little and on top of that he makes amazing food he does right? that yeah. buffalo chicken pasta salad it was ridiculous oh my god <laughs> it's terrific you guys went to that barbecue for the turtles i went for the food and i was pleasantly surprised so maybe some people canceled because they thought it was the turtles were the food because i called it the turtle <laughs> The turtle barbecue. So maybe they were confused. <laughs> you remember the first video I put out it was called Turtle Sue Chef? And I, I got like flack for that, I think. Dude, that was a good video. So, some people it have was. reached out to me afterwards and said like th- watching that video like changed my keeping, which was such a good. compliment and something that stuck with me for that reason. It was, just, yeah. it was awesome. a cool thing. Let's schedule a, a new ver- an updated version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't mix my foods in my on my you know wooden workbench work anymore. anymore. Yeah. yeah, I don't have space to do that really, and um, my basement is so hot and humid this time of year. So I mix my food upstairs with the food processor. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin, what were your impressions of Anthony's uh, place? You've been there before, yeah. right? Yeah, I've been there before. I went for one day of the building, but I mostly just like spread rocks around. Mm-hmm. Um, cleaned up garbage and stuff, you know. Dude, you were super helpful that day. Yeah, you came. Kevin Pollock came. Mm-hmm. Um, and my stepfather came. Am I forgetting anybody? I think that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But um, you I were had great. a really great time. I had a really, really great time. It was nice meeting everybody. Uh, actually, there was only a couple people I didn't know. Tom, I uh, was the first time I ever met Tom. Um. But then, like Kevin's wife, Dana, and their kids, you know, which is really nice. I think they, my my kids are a little more 
introverted around other people, but they're just wild at home. So <laughs> it took them a while to like start talking and hanging out with everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, but really awesome time. Thank you for inviting us. And uh, yeah, man, we should have, we should have yeah, gone down the slip inside, you know. <laughs> Kevin Pollack was getting after it. Yeah, he's a wild guy. If I put my money on who was going to go down the slip inside, I would have said you, Kev. I would have put yeah. you number one, Pam Meyer as least likely, <laughs> em Emily as second least likely, <laughs> and I don't awesome. know. I feel like I, I feel like you and Charles probably would have been towards the top top of the list. So the, last year we used that in my place, and I did it a few times, and I was sore for like a week afterwards. So oh, I so you're just not done, to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not learning the it. hard way. Yeah, but also while I've met Emily before, this was the first time I met her with like intention, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it was nice talking with you and meeting you, and I uh, look forward to us keep doing stuff like that. So this relationship even gets you know more ingrained. Like yeah. I said, it's the best part. It's, it's so yeah. much better than the animals, you know. Mm -hmm. So much better but to have those partnerships with people who care, you know, who care about the animals first, and it's mm -hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Steve in the chat said the Connecticut clad. There's there, well, Mark's from out of state. Who else was there? Somebody else? I don't think so. Everyone else out of state. Yeah. Make it. I was just thinking of of you three are the Turtle Rooms Connecticut clad. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> this is true. This is true. The, the second the, the second highest uh, Turtle Room density per state or in a state, Pennsylvania yeah. has has four right now. Okay. Not if I kick three. Yeah, but not if I kick somebody out. Yes. Okay, but do it this way. If you if you do it based on like land mass, there's yeah. way more per capita. Yeah. 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 Totally. That's true. Yep. Totally. How many representatives oh, do you guys have, Steve? There's four turtle room people in PA these days. No, I mean like like oh like state representatives. Oh, I don't remember what Pennsylvania's count is like. I, we just lost one too. I think it was. Um, so like, it's in the teens though. Yeah, because Connecticut oh. has three. Right. <clears throat> one so more than the middle. Little. Yeah, we're little. Yep. We're not the littlest, but we're little. Yeah. yeah close I, to I'll it. tell you guys. Listen, I got. I have. I don't even want to say it. I have a. There's a. There's a fertile egg in my care right now that I'm really excited about. I'm not going to tell you what it is though. I can't because I can't. Can we guess? It. I'm no. I won't say yes. I'm freaking out. Okay. He won't even talk about it if we do that little thing. Nope. Oh, are we going to do the thing? The Whenever thing. you want to. Yeah. The thing is called the pit and peak. Everyone forgive Emily. She's still new. Okay? <laughs> the thing. What does that sound? I didn't want to give it away. Steve, are you going through your Rolodex? What's that sound? Oh, that was my mouse wheel. Oh, Rolodex. I was scrolling. It, so wow. it sounds like an old camera. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, I was scrolling quickly. Hey, Kyle. Happy Kyle, to that's very nice. Yeah, that's really nice, Kyle. He's not talking about us, but it's still nice. <laughs> it's still nice that he said that. I think if there's a little, know, a little insinuation there that it's yeah. part of You don't know him, so. Kevin. You're never on the he's group in the, chat. He's in the CC 4.0 group chat, isn't he? Yeah, but you're never on it, so that's what I'm saying. You don't know him. I read at night. I read through it tonight because there's eight thousand posts. You guys are insane. We get after it. We care. I, hey, we care about turtles, man. I hear you, man. I just I can't do that at work. I can't I just a, be like this all day on my phone. I had a moment with Kevin that? Pollock today. Oh, it's just a group chat of like turtle people, and we just send stuff to each other, like 
photos and and things to talk about or whatever like that we have just like we have one for the turtle room and yeah um anyway i have a i have a group chat uh with steve's got some friends in here today i like this yeah. i have a group chat with um uh with chris leone and kevin pollock and, and kevin today just woke up ready and raring to go and he was like uh, paul vandershaw posted that uh, map turtle and he was saying like you know this this is what makes a difference you know that whole thing and i i agree with paul and i also idolize paul like in a not normal way like he he paul vandershaw could do no wrong he is perfect if i'm pronouncing his last name right uh and he uh kevin's basically saying like well it's not conservation that whole co that whole argument that we've had on the podcast a million times like uh you know conservation versus preservation and should we mm -hmm. use the word conservation more to kind of you know, uh, increase the, the importance with which we, uh, we place on that, which matters so much to us, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that whole thing, the, the Tom Arbor conversation that we had a yeah. couple episodes ago. Yeah. So anyway, we just had this huge argument about it today and I'm like, I just, I, I basically did a Kevin Minto. It's, I, I don't have time for this. I'm, I have a job. <laughs> I have a job and I can't be arguing semantics with you when I'm trying to work. So I had to dismiss him, but it doesn't happen often. Yeah. I took a page out of your book today. What I do that's bad. And I'll admit that this is bad is I'll like post like a picture or I'll ask a question and then I close it and I forget that I asked that. And I come back like eight hours later and I'm like, well, oh, I can't keep this conversation going now. Yeah. Uh, but what can you do? You know, mm -hmm. all you can do is all you can do, bro. Mm hmm trying yeah. my best you yep. know trying my best with that so let's do the thing yeah let's okay. do it hit and peak <clears throat> kevin explain what the thing is because we have we have we have listeners uh who are tuning in right now that don't know what the pit and peak is because they never saw it we have not done this probably in two years yeah it's, you think it's been two years really i do it's, it's been, been a while. while. I'm not. I'm not because sure. Because we, yeah. we yeah. were doing photos. We were doing photos when we last did it. Okay. It's been a long well, listen, time. Listen, I'm gonna explain Pit and Peak, and then you, the viewers, get to decide if we keep this going month to month. All right. Yeah. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> okay. Because if they love it and I want to be lazy, then it's not gonna happen. Don't don't be lazy. I'm <laughs> yeah. getting on the off the lazy train from now on. All right. You can you can listen. I'm happy to have you drag me along. And I'll I will happily be dragged through this every month. Happily. Yeah, man. But I'm not dra I'm not dragging. I'm being no dragged. Problem. I'm not dragging others. Got it? You got it. I'm gonna drag you. You got it. Prove All right, it. so pit and peak. Pit and peak, it was a monthly segment where we discussed our pit, something that wasn't really going well for us. Maybe something bad happened, whether it's anything really, you know, it's just bad. And then peak was the peak of the week or of the best part of your, you know, your time recently. Whether it was a really great animal experience, you got a very prized egg that you thought you weren't going to get, you know, something of that nature. Uh, so normally we have photos that correspond with what we're saying, uh, but because this is kind of on the fly and random, we're just going to talk about it this episode. And uh, but I do think it's a good idea. I really did like the, a few of those features that we had, and we fell off on them because uh, our banter now is is a lot better than it used to be. I think without added props. Uh, so I think adding this in now could really only heighten it even further, you know, because now it could be a way for us to completely add to something instead of trying to fill time. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. But with that said, who wants to go first? 
that not it or that's it? That's no nose goes. <laughs> all right, so I'll go first. That's fine. <laughs> uh, all right, so pit and peak. So my peak is things are starting to come around here. Uh, we moved into our house just about two years ago. It'll be two years in September. And it's taken a long time to kind of get things off the ground. My animals have been living in my basement. Um, we had these really big, like, hard shrubs surrounding our entire yard. And it took me, I mean, with the little time that I did have, because I was traveling a lot for work, it took me like a year to cut them all down with like hedge trimmers and whatnot. And then I was going to dig them out again, but I was like, I can't do this. We rented an excavator and took it out in a matter of like six hours. It was well worth it. Totally amazing and just fun, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but with that, so that's my, my peak is that now my yard's clear. I'm going to get my fence up so I can actually have all my animals outside throughout the summer. Uh, and not really worry, worry less about animals. Um, and on top of that, I found a really great uh, deal on like Facebook Marketplace for these cages that I use for the Aldabras. Uh, so I'm get to I'm tripling my enclosure area, triple the square footage for 500 bucks, which is amazing. Oh, wow. I'm really, really pumped on that. If I bought them from the store, it would have been like $1,400. Yeah. So pretty excited about that. Um, nice. My pit is just like, that's everything's taking so long, you know, and I'm ready to have the animals out of my house and uh, not have like a, a turtle smell in the home, you know? Yeah. I do know. Yeah. Um, I, I do. don't, I don't feel like we have the turtle smell, but everything's in the basement behind a couple doors. Everything's aquatic with filters, with carbon. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Your water I mean, there's, like a, there's a little bit of one clear. when you get into the, there's a little one when you get into the turtle into the inside turtle room, I think, but like it really doesn't get out of there. So, but yeah, me either. I don't know. <clears throat> um, all right, I guess it's my turn since they both, you know. Uh, so, this is my. Uh, so I, some of you probably saw me talk about this on Facebook a couple weeks ago, um, but uh, I had this is going to be pro it should be at this point my best year hatching turtles. Um, I've got five species fertile and incubating, uh, which will be a, a personal record. I've got about 40 eggs incubating, which if they all that are all look like they're pretty good, which if they all hatch would would be a personal record um, of those of the the various different females of those five species that laid. Um, two uh, uh were first time or three of those females in two species were first time layers so they'll be the first time i'm getting those species so and then i'm also working on um, building some new habitats in uh the newest turtle room in the house and so that's all really exciting you know peak type stuff um <clears throat> on on the flip side um on on sunday night not Sunday night, Saturday night, um, we decided to, so two, uh, we, we hatched two four-eyeds um, Friday a week ago, and I thought the third one was going to have popped out, and so uh, we actually decided to, it, it had been an extra week, um, we decided to just kind of open it up and see what was going on, and it was fully developed and died in the egg. It just didn't get out. Uh, if if we had done it if we had probably if 
if we had opened it up earlier and I had leaned into my wife's impatience, maybe it would have survived. Hard to say for sure, but it looked like a perfect turtle. Like, which also on Saturday night then. <clears throat> so I had this this egg that I had found late. It had incubated naturally in the habitat for about a month. It was a Texas map turtle. Um, on on Friday, it was showing all the signs like it was about ready to hatch. It was the head was moving a lot in the egg. The egg was starting to sweat like they sometimes do right before the turtle pops out. And then sat, nothing happened. And then Saturday morning, when I you know checked on it, no movement. The egg was all was all of a sudden very yellow in color, and it was all of a sudden super soft. And so Lisa and I opened that one as well on Saturday night. And this one I don't necessarily feel quite as quite as bad about, but it's still super disappointing. Um, the head was fully normally developed, and I'm pretty sure the head thought it was going to hatch. The body was all sorts of messed up. Uh, like things, body parts were not where they were supposed to be. Uh-huh. Like it was, it was just really bad. So like Saturday we opened two eggs like that. Um, so uh, you know that's kind of that 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 pit um and that you know it happens you get you get um you know it it all you know the bad comes with the good in this hobby for sure you know you get you get 60 eggs you're probably not going to hatch 60 eggs right Mm -hmm. you get 45 that you think are going to be really good and hatch and they probably just won't because stuff happens that, that, you know, is totally out of our control, like a completely deformed turtle. Like there's nothing you can do about that. So, but like, it was wild to see like the head looked perfect. Wow. Yeah. And like, I didn't like, I, and I wouldn't have even put these pictures on, on here had I had them ready to do so because they're, they're not pretty. So, um, Mm -hmm. but if you do want to see them out of curiosity, just let me know and I'll, I'll send them. But I've been trying not to like, spring them on people who don't want to see them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll go. Um, so this is my first uh, pit and peak. And uh, does it have to be turtle related or can it be on turtle? No, it can be anything related. We just, all we care about is turtle. So that's what we normally go for. But if you could round it out with something a little different, that'd be, that'd be preferred. Okay. All right. I'll hit you with half and half then. So I'll start with my pit because um, I want to end on a good note. Uh, so for my pit is our Aldabra Leo. Um, for the last few years, what we do, well, every summer, he has his indoor enclosure and then his outdoor enclosure. And uh, during the summer, we walk him outside and then he walks around outside all day and then we walk him back inside. And um, every single year, he's been getting stronger and uh, more more receptive to walking on his own, but we have to encourage him and half carry him outside. And uh, we've been trying to use some positive reinforcement to get him to walk cooperatively. We just go in front of him, offer him some food. When he walks towards us, he gets a snack. And uh, once he gets... I would say if he gets another 50 pounds, we won't be able to cart him out anymore or carry him. And uh, my pit is that unfortunately this year, he has decided that he just doesn't like it anymore. And um, I had to not throw in the towel, but um, 
we just were having a really hard time with it. So uh, that is kind of the downside that's been weighing on us for a little bit. But my peak, this is a good one. I finally booked my tickets. I'm going to Australia in September. I bought the, the flight ticket and I got my visa approved and I am going and I am so excited. And that is just, I'm That's writing awesome. that high. I've been writing it for like a few weeks now. So yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. So what's, what's the plan for Australia? What are you going to do there? So I'm going to do a road trip. Um, we're going to fly into Sydney and then just road trip up to Brisbane and back again. And um, every single, uh, what is it called? It's not a real estate agent. The one that helps you plan your trips. What travel agent. Travel Thank agent. You. <laughs> travel agent. Every travel agent that we've talked to, they don't do road trips. So when I reach out to them for help, they're like, I have no idea. Book this package instead. Um, yeah. So we've just been doing our own research. We've been reading um books on Australia and we've been looking at social media at the popular places in the area and um, reading travel blogs and um, just reaching out to other people who have been to Australia before and uh, I'm super excited so it's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. Going with some yeah. close friends or family? Um, so my best friend Jackie she's also a zookeeper. We've been zookeepers together um, in the past at a previous zoo that I worked at. And we just, we go on road trips uh, at least one a year and it is so okay. much fun. And we travel together all the time. And uh, we've been to like a million zoos. I don't know, I, can, I couldn't even give you a number. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. It's tremendous. How am I gonna follow that? <laughs> I'll just talk about- That's girls. what you get for waiting until the end. <laughs> I know, I totally got my decision. I didn't bring the energy tonight, that's what I got. <laughs> Anthony, I'm going to give you one second to think, actually, because I want to, you know, propose something to Emily here. Uh, one thing you can do as Leo gets a little bit larger, uh, have you guys considered, because your whole area there is pretty wide areas, like for walkways, and it's pretty smooth, you know? Uh, it's it's concrete, right? Throughout? Yep. Yeah. 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 So have you guys considered a pallet jack? Oh, interesting. Um, so the we used to use a cart, and yep. whenever he gets on the cart, well, first... The hard part is getting him on the cart. <laughs> yeah. But once we do get him on it, he tends to panic. And then, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I call it angry running, where yeah. uh, as soon as he gets upset, he tucks his head in and then he just plows forward. Mm. And um, it is definitely an angry run. And yeah. once he gets up into the cart, he tries to angry run and it's a little bit chaotic. And we don't want to stress him out either. Sure. Uh, we've been hoping to do, or we've been trying to do the positive approach, but he just is a little bit stubborn. And um, if there's anyone familiar with animal training, we try to not say the word stubborn, but that's the only word I can use to describe it at this point. Yeah, he I understand. just doesn't want to, yeah. Mm. Consider maybe building just like a box around a pallet um, mm -hmm. and then get him to walk up onto it with food and oh. that should be very like smooth and steady and it won't wobble like a cartwood maybe yeah yeah, yeah and the load idea. dispersal is really easy i worked when i was younger yeah. at walmart for years moving pallets and these things are a yeah. thousand pounds and i can pull it myself mm -hmm. yeah so. yeah yeah that's a good idea we have tried yeah. um just being patient with him but it's at the point where sometimes it takes a full hour to get him to walk outside or inside and then that's yeah. two hours a day and um we have luckily a wonderful team of interns who've been helping us but even still a full hour just to walk a turtle um not even a hundred yards it's it's just a lot but 
Yeah. But yeah, we can give that a try for sure. Maybe we <laughs> trained him to go into the box and then pick the yeah. box up with uh, the pallet. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. All right, Anthony, you're up, buddy. Okay, I'll start with the fit. Um, I got I got Galbitifron's eggs, which is the flowerback yeah. box turtle, uh, a, a fan favorite. Uh, but she broke them. And uh, oh. it stinks about that as you spend, like, almost every day counting down, like, it's, you know, well, it's yeah, it's fall, but it's almost winter. And winter's great because I get a break, but then also it's one step closer to spring. And then, oh, my gosh, spring's here. The turtles are going to be gravid soon. And you're waiting for some of these animals a whole year just to get an egg or to get a couple eggs, one one nest of one or two eggs or whatever, uh, maybe three. And, um, yeah, so she laid the eggs, but she broke them. So what stinks about that is I was waiting the entire year to see if she'd lay fertile eggs this year. Mm. So I don't even get to know if they were fertile, regardless of whether yeah. I hatched them or not, because they're really difficult to hatch. I didn't even get to see if they were fertile. So better luck next. Is this, is this the girl that won the uh, the, the show? Yeah, the princess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, princess. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's two two years in a row produce eggs, but unfortunately this year she didn't complete the process. So, and then I guess just the positive, I got Pacific Pond Turtle eggs this morning, which is nice. First clutch for them. And the other two females are gravid. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all positive. But that's a really cool, that's still a really cool species to yeah. so few people are doing. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The turtle that hates other turtles. You know? Mm-hmm. Was that a good enough story? That was good. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's your pit, yeah. The well, the the, the actinemies, both the Pacific pond turtles would be the peak because I got eggs okay. this morning and they look good. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that's my pit, my pit, and then my peak. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, it wasn't. I wasn't going to be able to 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 compete with Australia over there. Yeah, serious. <laughs> Taking yeah. a once in a lifetime trip, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so that's excited. Awesome. Mm-hmm. She's gonna yeah. smuggle back a bearded dragon for herself. No bearded dragons, no. <laughs> I was supposed to go about a year and a half ago. Uh, like three or four of my buddies were all turning forty at the same time, and um, I had a friend that passed about ten years ago, and me and him were planning to go. So all of us we were gonna go there, do like a walkabout, and bury the remainder of his ashes out there. Oh, that's so, nice. But, uh, that was mid COVID, so we'll see. We'll do it. Hopefully, we'll do it in a few years. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think they just opened their borders recently, from what I understand, because yeah. they were they weren't letting anybody in and out. So, yeah. Okay. Do you do you know anyone? I mean, do you guys have any like friends you've met on the internet from throughout time to go see there? Like oh, in, in Australia? No, yeah. um, there is one person that I want to try to just email and be a fangirl. There is this. Uh, toxicologist, or I'm sorry, toxinologist, Dr. Brian Fry. Uh, I've read his book. He has two books. I, um, I'm working my way through the second one, and uh, I really just want to have him sign my book. So I'm just going to send an email and be like, hi, I'm in the area. Would you mind signing my book? And just see. I just I mean, shoot my shot. See what happens. Worst, worst you can get is a no. It's the same yeah. as not, not emailing. So. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So not necessarily a friend, but someone I'm desperately trying to see. Um, we are going to hit the Australia Zoo, so I might wow. even get eyes on one of the uh, the Irwins. 
um, at a distance, but it still counts. I think it counts, right? And yeah, then, yeah, um, why not? We have one woman who actually stopped by the center here a couple of years ago, and she's opening a reptile zoo in Australia. So um, Brian was going to reach out to her for me and just say, hey, one of my staff is actually coming. Um, she would love to meet up with you. So I'm hoping I'll get a chance to network that way. But yes. other than that, awesome. there's no one I know in Australia. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're going to have the best I, time. I'm sure of it. I bet you if they tuned into this and they just heard you, they would be like, come and be our guest of honor. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and sign, we'll sign your book for you, right? <laughs> that's what makes it sad to me, but that's okay. You go and make the best of it. You, I know you will. You're going to come back with crazy stories. It's going to be terrific. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> for good that's reason. Awesome. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be a really I, cool trip. It's absolutely crazy. I can't wait to hear you come back and report on it during your show. Oh, yeah. 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 So when are, you, when are you going again? In September. It's that's uh, so towards soon. the end of, the, of September. Mm. Yeah, I think okay. it's... Um, the 15th I'm leaving, something like okay. that. Yeah. And you get back the? The 22nd. So we're not going for very long. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. We... Yeah, it looks That's like That's the October the... show then, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So em- Emily is the feature for October. <laughs> All you about gotta, Australia. You, you have to share the photos so that we can share them on there when, when oh, we yeah. talk yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. All right. The reptile-related stuff. We'll break Some cla- I'm nice send collages. <laughs> Sweet. I'm in. I'm yeah. totally in. Uh, before we go, I figure we're probably getting close to wrapping up here. Jennifer A. asked if there were any tips on dry docking young hatchlings. Uh, this is tough, you know. I mean, like, uh, we don't want to give any veterinary care, and I don't know exactly what's going on. Bacterial slash respiratory infection. Um, I don't know if you uh, if you had any type of test done to figure out what exactly was going on. Um, and and reflex and. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess just dry docking in general, whether for regardless of what type of what age animal it is, I usually just keep them in water and then I'll dry dock them overnight because they're relaxed. They're, yeah. It's dark. It's dark anyway. Yeah. And just make sure the walls are high enough that it can't climb out if it wants to. Yeah. But I usually like with something small too, I usually might keep like yeah. a dry paper towel in there and then it won't, it may not be dry by the end because of, you know, water from you putting them in there and then, yeah. everywhere and stuff like that. I don't know, whatever may happen. But um, yeah, that's usually what I do for dry docking, just because it gives you, it's a time yep. where hopefully the lights are going to go off and they'll eventually relax and won't just try to get out the whole time. Uh, and then they're still in the water. So yeah, so tiny and they don't want them to dehydrate. I mean, where are you keeping them is another question, Jennifer. Like, I don't know that a turtle is going to dehydrate <laughs> In my turtle basement in eight hours, it's not going to happen because the room is like 100% no. humidity and they're turtles. They're not amphibians, you know? So um, yeah, if you need to dry dock, that's a nice way to get a good chunk of time where they yeah. actually, for the most part, dry yeah, out. Yeah, and, you know, and the, and the lights will be – so it'll be cooler in the room too. And like – when I'm dealing with sick turtles, I don't actually warm them up. That speeds up the metabolism. I try to slow them down because they're not like us, right? They can't control their own metabolism, et cetera. So I like, I try to, you know, I'd cool them down during their, a little bit, make sure it's a cooler spot during their um, dry dock as well. Just let them slow down and, and just kind of, kind of do nothing. You say you have them on damp moss. I'd be really interested to know what type of moss. Because not all moss is created. What, yeah, and what type of turtles? Not all moss is created equally either. And a lot of times, these nasty 
fungal type situations can happen from cheap sphagnum moss too. Yeah. Um, I've had many turtles end up having issues, if not just even cosmetic issues because of the moss that we keep. Yeah. But not all sphagnums created equally. So some is, yeah. you know, cheap sphagnum can cause more problems than it can, can be helpful. It's kind of like, um, uh, like cypress mulch too. Originally cypress was thought to have really great, like anti fungal, anti mold, properties but that's not the case anymore because now they're cutting down trees that are younger young um so it's different than the cypress that they were cutting down before uh and then i mean it's not a a great correlation to the sphagnum but the point is that it's not all created equally you know sphagnum that you get that's like bleached like new zealand really clean stuff that's really 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 expensive is a lot better uh, of a product for hatching turtles whereas cheaper stuff uh can can have them looking real moldy and fungus filled real fast mm-hmm. in my experience so i would just put them on the link i'll use the medication and is that yes uh, it really is 55 dollars for like a a quart or whatever because it's the good stuff that's crazy yeah i don't use it as much anymore because it's not all it's yeah. just it's so much i use it when i have to certain species but. yeah i use it for spanglery hatchlings and then I, sometimes I, I use it to cover eggs some eggs four-eyed mm-hmm. eggs and, and spanglery eggs and stuff um but yeah yeah there you go. That's a good one. See, a little educational stuff for anyone who's like, what are these guys even talking about? Chest yeah. the whole time. You know? That's good. <laughs> yeah. We brought anyway. it back to turtles in the end. So. We brought it back in the end. <laughs> That's the important part. I appreciate you guys. I really do. Thanks yeah. for thanks for Amen, brother. The Amen. Yeah, thanks for yeah. taking the time. Having the chat. Yeah. Who's our guest for for August? Did I thought we we had one, right? Let's, we do let's have promo one. that real quick. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike Ravisi. Mm-hmm. Okay. The herpetologist yeah. Uh, yeah. for the DEEP. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. I really like Mike. He's a really nice guy. And I think he hopefully represents the future of, of um, what's the word I'm looking for? The future of uh, state and federal wildlife agents i hope mm-hmm. he's pretty collaborative and and is does things the right way and is a gen a genuinely nice person uh, mm-hmm. who cares about the animals and and is willing to put the work into like everything that you want from from somebody in your state which is really exciting he's from our state and and we haven't always yeah had, we haven't always had it that way so it's really mm-hmm. nice that he's that he's around now was that good emily did i explain that well yeah, I think so. Um, he, I was trying to get him for actually this episode, um, but he, I guess he's out of the state. Um, mm-hmm. So he said that he would be able to make um, a future date. So I was like, awesome. So we're really excited to have him on. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys. That's it, man. Yeah. Take it easy. Happy turtling. See you next Don't be month. a stranger. Yeah, see you next month. Happy turtling. <laughs>